The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Turn us on and the satisfaction's guaranteed. Frank discussion with passion on CJD 800. So excited tonight to share with you our 21st anniversary of passion. It's always a fun time when we get to look backwards on so many years. And this year, it's actually special because it's 21 years of passion on a nightly basis. It's my 30th anniversary of on-air talking about sex. So before um, before CJD, I was on another on our sister station, uh, and it's uh, we hit the milestone of 5,000 episodes of passion. So tonight I figured, uh, well, I'll put it out to you. Uh, I would love to hear some of your thoughts, some of the conversations we've had on the program that have made you think, maybe that you learned from, uh, or where maybe you felt understood. Would love to hear and get some of your feedback at 514-800. Of course, you can call in as well at 514-790-0800. Let's make this a call-in rather than just a text-in so I can hear your voice your beautiful voices. Uh, joining me tonight, Paris Mansouri. She's going to uh, be here. Uh, why? Because, well, she's our executive producer. She's the one who fills in for me when I'm not here in normal non-COVID times, let's say, although I haven't taken a vacation this summer at all. Uh, nonetheless, uh, she's been with me with the show for, what is it, Paris, 17 years, I think, 17, 18 Since years almost? 2003. So to that, yeah. So that's uh, that's a long time. That's a long time. I knew you when you were just a little girl, <laughs> just a young student. <laughs> and you always tell a very funny story that I made you do things. Like you were, you started out as uh, an intern. Uh, a researcher, right? That was your first job with us. Was you wanted to intern? Why did you want to intern? Well, I actually started off as a newscaster. Um, on the news in the newsroom, and I was doing overnight news. And part of the newscast, like my first newscast, started at your last, like when your show ended, essentially. Right. So we would see each other uh, in the studio, and you would often tell me, uh, you know, just tell me what you were working on and what was going on. And at that point, I had just started out at the station, so you just want to get your foot in the door. And even when your foot is in the door, you want to get to do more and more. But the thing is that not every host is going to give you that opportunity because, you know, there there have been long, long standing hosts on CJD 800 with incredible producers. So the chance to actually even produce a show is slim. You really got to work your way in. And for me, I was doing overnight. So I wasn't even seeing anyone. Right. You had no contact with nobody. (laughs) No. And so when you gave me that opportunity and like, and it wasn't even right away, we'd had multiple conversations and I was telling you I was in journalism school and you suggested some ideas. I remember helping you uh, with content for some shows. And then there was um, at that time 281. Oh, Club 281, the strip club. Yes. Yes, and they were celebrating an anniversary, and you uh, asked, uh, you said that, uh, you, you know, if I would want to cover it, and I didn't want to cover it. But <laughs> How old were you, 20? Yeah, <laughs> very, yeah, probably. Young and, young and innocent, a lot has happened in those 17 years. <laughs> I don't understand, it was the worst, Dr. Laurie, because at that point in time, um, I mentioned to my father, I was like, oh, I'm going to get to produce a show, and he was like, 
No, I, I said, I'm going to get to add content to one of the shows. And he's like, which one? I was like, Passion with Dr. Lori. And he kind of looked at me like, what are you going to be doing? And he said, actually, Club 281 is having an anniversary celebration. And she wanted to cover it. And I was like, it's very serious, Dad. It's very professional. <laughs> and I'm going to be interviewing the owner. He's like, great, I'm going to drive you. So, I mean, I come from a Middle Eastern background. My parents are you know, not conservative, but they're still um, conservative enough. <laughs> exactly. So my dad insisted on dropping me off and staying there. And <laughs> but he didn't I did go it. in with it you. Just, and it worked out, Dr. Laurie. <laughs> and that was the beginning of Paris creating content for the show, being a, one of our official reporters, so to speak, because we, we did used to cover events and other things that used to happen that w had some kind of sexuality in it. And also we wanted to get an idea of what was happening. So it was, per you know, perfect. It's just sending, sending the young interns out there. Okay. Everybody was of age. I just want to say it's like my Absolutely. intern, <laughs> except for one intern that I had who was 13 years old when he started. <laughs> I think you need to elaborate on that for our I listeners do. who don't know. I, I, I should, because he was a, a, an aspiring broadcaster who had wanted to broadcast his whole entire life. Like this was his dream to do this. And he reached out to me and of course, you know, this is adult content show, but we decided to do a show on teen sexuality. So, so to focus on teens and what teens were, um, thinking about and some of the issues that were coming up for them. So this, so that was how we created like the teen talk, um, the, the, that whole segment. And, uh, this was Michelle Boyer, who's now like on, what is he on CTV? I think he's, he's yes, like a he's mega a national, broadcaster correspondent. Yeah. He's amazing. And yeah. he started on passion at the age of like 13 or 14 years old. And he would go into the high schools with a microphone and interview people. And then we would play his clips. And so that's how that whole, um, segment started. <laughs> So that was kind of fun. We had uh, we had a lot of uh, a lot of interns, but we we should talk a lot about stuff like um, how it was, especially thirty years ago when when I started in radio. And I should tell people like radio is not my profession. I mean, it's become my profession, but I'm not. I was never trained. Like Paris, you were trained in journalism school and broadcasting school and things like that. I had no such training, so I had to learn on the spot. And thank God there were so many great people at CJD that I could learn from, and all my colleagues that had been there a long time, Tommy and uh, Andrew, and so many people that I could learn from. Um, so that wasn't my main thing, but you know, happened to get into it simply because I was talking about sexuality and working in that uh, in that field how did uh, it start well it started on uh, mix 96 it was uh, the love line this uh, exactly 30 years ago it was uh, a, a groundbreaking show at the time it was on monday nights it was a two-hour show um back then we had no internet we had like we had no delay we had uh we were using reel to reel <laughs> like it was a completely different look uh to uh to radio but it started then when um we were it was myself and a, a couple of people from our uh human sexuality clinic that i worked at that we would rotate and do uh monday nights and answer people's questions of course we got you know much younger much younger people at the time. 
um, who were listening to uh, to music stations anyway, calling in with questions. But it was it was very interesting. Anyway, coming up, we'll talk about some of the maybe the different types of questions that have come uh, come up for me. We'll we'll talk about some of my favorite interviews. Maybe uh, Paris, some of your favorite interviews as well, since you. You have interviewed quite a few people uh, on on my show that I never even got I never even got a chance to hear uh, because I was away and you were filling in. But you you ended up getting some really amazing guests, and you know also we'll talk about some of the local artists that we introduced through uh, to listeners through passion as well. And anything else you want to know, our listeners, because we're here because of you, and this is uh, this is in, in gratitude to you as well. So um, let's share this this evening together. A safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's Passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. Today marks our, our 21st anniversary of Passion. That means we are heading into our 22nd year of, uh, of broadcasting. Joining me tonight uh, as a special treat She's a treat for me. I know she's a treat for you. Uh, Paris Mansouri, our executive producer, and she's my fill-in host. And she's been around for many, many of those uh, 21 years. So I'm happy always to share the microphone with her. She's also been at every one of our events. She has planned the events. She has been instrumental in getting us uh, really important guests as well and showcasing important Montrealers and well, important to us anyway, musical talents and influencers and young entrepreneurs and giving them giving them a voice and us hearing uh, through their eyes as well. Now, um, we're going to hear from someone right now. He is uh, from our passion community. He does not work for us. He does. People ask me about uh, him all the time because he is a regular contributor with his poems. I only met him recently and invited him to be uh, one of our Boomer uh, panelists. So I don't think it's even been, maybe it's been a year now that uh, Mark, our passion poet, has been providing poems almost on a nightly basis, has changed, you know, influenced a lot of people uh, through his uh, poems as well. Mark, hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Very good. Happy anniversary. Well, thank you very much. Do you remember when you sent in your first poem? Um, no. <laughs> no? It's probably uh, about a year? Yeah, it's been probably over a year. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, it's. I figured it's been in, in, in the last year or so. So yeah, I, I understand. Don't, I don't know how many poems I sent you. Probably a lot. Yo, you sent me just about every night. Yes, Paris? I want to know, Mark, how many, like, was that the fir- the first time that you sent Dr. Laurie a poem? Was that the first t- poem you ever wrote? Or had you, like, formulated poems while listening to her? And then after a while, you're like, you know what? Maybe I should send her these. Like, I'm so curious to know what spurred it. What started it? Well, actually, yes. uh, I always wrote poems for girlfriends. And uh, it, was, <laughs> uh, it was actually, it started because somebody had called in or somebody texted in something. And uh, they were hurt. And uh, I just wrote a poem, and Dr. Laurie read it. And then after that, I just started continuing writing poems. And then it was Dr. Laurie who dubbed me the passion poet. (laughs) I think the community did that. (laughs) And then you got your own following. (laughs) 
which is kind of bizarre. <laughs> yeah, I bet you never thought that your poems would get that much traction, but they uh, they have that people, you know, those words people relate to them and uh, and they're uh, they're meaningful. So your poems are quite meaningful. So I well, under- if, if if people get something out of them, good. But you know what? You're the inspiration for my poems, Lori. <laughs> You've always well, had them. You're very sweet. All right. Mark. Are you keeping track of them? I'm, I you need to you and Dr. Lori. Dr. Lori will write your foreword. You need to put these into a book. Are you keeping them, Mark? I never keep any. You have to keep them. Come on. I have kept the whole bunch. I may have missed some, but I uh, do have do have a bunch. So I I understand you have one for us tonight. Absolutely. Okay. Right. Here we go. Okay. Okay. Let's go back to 1990 at 10 p.m. Monday night. A new two-hour show was on. The host, the new guiding light. It was the start of the love line. It was on Mix 96 with Dr. Lori Petito at the young age of 26. On the Light Channel, she hosted Eros and Let's Talk Sex on Men TV, a Montreal sensation, sex and love her specialty. Tonight is an anniversary. Passion starts its 22nd year. President of the Sexual Health Network, Lori's credentials are very clear. Live your life with passion, her motto, 11 Spoonfall. I challenge to find. I challenge anyone to find a personality more beautiful, a pillar of the community with an ongoing beautiful story. Happy anniversary to Passion! Another 22 years of Dr. Lori. Oh my goodness! Oh, you just had Paris and me in tears right now. <laughs> so good. That was beautiful, Mark. No, Thank no, you. No, no, normally, it takes me about when when I write something. When you're when you're live, it takes me about five minutes to write a poem. This one took me. Uh, this one, uh, you know, I, th- I had to do a little research because I even I sent you a text to ask you a few questions. You said, no, 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 not that. Right. You, yes, you did a bit of background search on my, on me. Some people might call you a stalker, but I don't. <laughs> Mark, no, but we we revealed something very interesting, didn't we? Well, which part was mo- most interesting to you? Uh, no, no, the thing that you have nothing to do with. Oh, yes, I, that we talked about. Yes, yes. You yeah, found yeah. some information that was, uh, yeah, wasn't, was inaccurate, but yeah, we, good, we won't go there. I confirmed it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mark, thank you so much. You're such no, a pleasure, you. and uh, keep writing those poems. You're an inspiration. You have a good evening. All have right. a good evening, Paris. Thank you, Mark. Take it's care. Bye-bye. Uh, celebrating our 21st uh, anniversary of Passion. You know, I, I put out a call to our Passion community also to let us know if uh, there are any um, guests, any show ideas, any types of um, um, panels they'd like to hear more of, less of, I think would be great to to get your uh, to get everybody's input as well. And, of course, if you want to... Uh, to speak to us here, you can call us at 514-790-0800. On the line is another, uh, was another regular contributor to the program, too. Uh, Dr. Clifford Albert is on the line. Hi, Dr. How's Cliff. How's it going? I just wanted, I heard the news. I wanted to wish you a happy anniversary. Well, I, I can't believe how many years we've been on together. I know, I know. It's I think crazy. you started at least, I don't know, 10 years ago, if not, I, if not more. Yeah. yeah. Time so, so just flies. So 13 years. 13 years and ago. It just keeps getting more and more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad to know I have a, a listener in you as well. Thanks it's so much just, for taking the time to call in. I, I still, uh, I still, uh, because of you, I ended up being the uh, 
medical advisor on Pornhub. <laughs> yeah, that too. There you go. You did that too. Yeah. <laughs> Look at all the connections we've made, huh? The things I never thought I'd end up doing in my career. <laughs> hey, you and me both, my friend. When I, I started I out in this in I this business, you, <laughs> it is I not wish things. You 20, 20 more years of health and happiness. Thank and, you. Uh, and honestly, you're you're a delight to hear on the air. And I'm happy I've been able to, you know, Contribute. be a part of be a part of your world. Absolutely, so. and we'll have you on again soon, Dr. Clifford Albert. Thank you so much for uh, for being a part of our passion community here. Be well. Take Bye-bye. care. Bye bye. Lovely. And Paris, you got a text here that says, "Dear Paris, thank you so much for remembering us from that special night when you visited the late Club 281." Signed, the former dancers. <laughs> There's no way they wrote that. I, I don't know. I'm reading what's on my text board. I'm just letting you know. It's what's on the text board here. I think, because I remember that, and I have no idea who wrote that, but, you know, I understood my role, and I really wanted to be professional and treat them professionally and not treat them like, quote-unquote, sex workers of any right. kind. So it was just, like, conversations about them being professional dancers and making their money a certain way that maybe is not the the way that other people may find quote unquote okay. And again, this was like over fifteen years ago. Oh, so a long time ago. Yeah. Were very, I mean, there was no Cardi B dancing the way she dances and being very <laughs> vocal about how she earned her money as a stripper. I mean, it was a different time. Absolutely. So if somebody remembers that, wow. <laughs> yeah. Very, very cool. There's a lot I remember way back uh interviewing some of my favorite interviews I remember before Chelsea Handler became so uh I guess as famous as she is now with you know with her show and and whatever I interviewed uh, her so she was on the program you interviewed Chelsea Handler yeah I did I I did yeah it was a lovely interview she was she was amazing I interviewed of course uh the infamous uh, Ron Jeremy um (laughs) he was quite the character (laughs) That was one of my favorite interviews, though. It, like, I think you also interviewed Seymour. Seymour Butts. Seymour Butts. Yeah, another that was porn producer. At that time. He was really, uh, he, he was very popular at that time. But uh, Ron Jeremy had just come out with a movie, Being Ron Jeremy, at the time. So, and he was in town actually. And uh, not uh-huh. only did not only did I interview him on the air prior for him getting into town, but then I ended up spending a few hours with him. <laughs> was like clarify that Dr. no not doing anything with him not because he didn't want to but it was like trying to you know he was like an octopus like get away from me (laughs) uh that was uh that was quite interesting but there want to laugh Dr. Laurie when when I remember uh we were working on that I I think you'd interviewed Seymour but if not more than once you'd mentioned him on your show and I remember reading the show notes and I never made the connection with what see I thought Seymour but was his I thought his name was Seymour. I didn't realize See his more name. That but. <laughs> I didn't realize that. That's how innocent I was, Dr. Lori. So innocent. Look what passion has done to you. Look what working <laughs> with me has done to you. Completely, <laughs> completely corrupted you. Um, well, I want to talk about some of the more uh, some of the more controversial shows, that some of the shows that maybe some of the harder topics to handle, which ones have been, which, which shows have touched me. Um, but I'd love to hear from you as well. Have you 
gained anything, learned anything? Do you have a favorite guest? What are some of your memories? How long have you been listening? What have you learned from this, if anything? maybe felt more understood or maybe felt more normal from hearing something on the show. Would love uh, your feedback on this tonight. You can call us 514-790-0800. Myself and Paris here to keep you company until 11 p.m. on this, our 21st anniversary of passion, our 5,000th show uh, tonight uh, on the program. Right now, let's turn it over to the CJD 800 newsroom. The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. From the pleasure and the politics to the hang-ups and the heartbreak, you're listening to Passion, CJD 800. Tonight we celebrate our 21st anniversary, our 5,000th show here on Passion. Paris Mansouri has joined me uh, as our executive producer here. has been with me for 17, 18 of those years. Started here as, as an intern. We also have JF on the line. Hi, JF. Hey, how are you doing? Good, how are you? I'm doing very well. Uh, congratulations on uh, so many years of success. Thank you so much. So, yeah, I was calling because I just realized tonight while I was listening to you that you sent me on my career path. How? <laughs> well, I was actually listening to The Love Line back in 1999. Oh, yeah. When I was trying to figure out what to do with my life, where to study, I, I had applied to Concordia uh, in psychology. And while listening to The Love Line a couple of weeks in a row, I'm like, I think this is what I want to do. Oh. So I ended up applying to UCAM uh, in sexology. No kidding. Wow. Yeah, so I got my bachelor's, I got my master's in clinical sexology, and I've been working in that field since 2003. That's amazing. Oh, yeah, I'm so, so happy. <laughs> That's great. Well, we're going to have to have you on the program then. Give you some, oh, I don't know about give that. Give you but... some airtime. Why the hell not? Why not? Well, you... <laughs> well I... The field I work in doesn't always make everybody comfortable. So well, that's why I like that. What What do you work in? What field? Well, I work with a sex offenders. That's okay. We can talk about sex offend, uh, offending <laughs> here on the program. You get in touch with me by email. I would love to have you on the program and talk about your area of interest. All right. Well, thank you very much. All and right. Congratulations. Thank you. And thank you so much for calling. That's so sweet. I love it. What a great a story. <laughs> Bye. Uh, person writes, uh, this is for you, Paris. Um, maybe as the executive producer, Dr. Lori, a la the late Dana Plato from Different Strokes who went into porn, Boy Meets World's Maitland Ward, do you know her? Transitioned to porn in 2019. Would you please try getting her as a guest? So write that down, Paris, because as our producer, you're, you're the one who gets in touch with all the porn stars. Does that work? No. <laughs> not just a porn star, but your guest. I'll be happy to look into this. Okay, good, good, good. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and the passion poet wrote a little poem for you. Oh, um, considering yeah. you are young and single, I will stop for me, give you a chance to catch up, then together we will see. I will have to be patient, and I hope it's not too late. One thing I'm sure of, you are certainly worth the wait. <laughs> so you've got somebody, an admirer there, too. <laughs> I'm not worthy of those words. The passion oh, poet is like, I, I don't even have, see, I'm at a loss of words. And then I, I have a text message from Gray, who I believe is the guy who who is the best on uh, sexual trivia or when we used to do our um, our dirty minds. He's the one who got every single one, bar none, every single one, never 
never managed to call in with the answer, but would do it on the text. And we, we actually met at one of our events. I've been listening for eight years now. You've been keeping me company since I started working with the night shift. And I've learned a lot over the years. And hopefully my bad jokes keep you entertained. No, they're not bad jokes, Gray. But thank you. If it's the same Gray, then uh, we I appreciate appreciate this. Thank you very much. And I'd love to hear from uh, from others as well. Like, what is the impact? You know, sometimes I'll get emails, really touching emails from people who have been impacted from the show. And there was one that always will stand out for me and for many of our listeners where it, it and this event happened 20 years ago where uh, three young women from out of town, they were runaways who had gotten into um, into some kind of uh, trouble with uh, drugs and prostitution and all kinds of stuff. They were listening to the show. I believe they were either in a taxi cab or something listening to the show, called into the show. And, uh, and I said to them, like, run, you know, because they were, there was a, I mean, they were being pimped around and things were really bad. Anyway, I had forgotten about that moment, but they sent me, uh, emails 20 years later telling me where they, uh, how they turned, all of them turned their lives around and what happened. And they said that like, that was a pivotal moment for them when uh, they they were talking to us on the air. So that, I found that to be really interesting. So sometimes we do, we do hear and get feedback from people like JF who said, you know, just listening gave him an inspiration for that kind of career. So that's kind of fun. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. But another one of my powerful moments had me in, in absolute tears was during uh, one particular LGBTQ panel and we had on a Syrian refugee who had just arrived that same week in Montreal and had sought uh, refuge with an LGBT um, center where they were uh, hooking him up with, you know, appropriate um, uh, you know, housing and, and getting him on his feet, helping him. And he came onto the show and it was the very first time that he said out loud, I'm gay. He had never uttered those words ever because of course he would have gotten into some serious trouble in, in his home country, but he had just arrived, right? And he hadn't been out yet. He hadn't really, and he he did it on the program. To me, that was one of the most powerful moments. And he was, he himself was in, in tears because he never thought he would ever get to a point where he can live his sexuality, his orientation openly and with, with people supporting him and helping him through it and accepting him. And so for me, it was powerful for him even more so and it was that was quite a moment that will always uh, always stick with me. And then I remember another time when somebody called the show who was actively suicidal, and uh, that was really scary because, of course, being on, just on the radio, I can't run, do anything. I've got to con- continue the show. And I had our producer at the time put that person on hold and wait for the entire hour of the show so that I could intervene. Uh, at you know, and have them on the phone and and talk to them and and what have you. But that was scary because it's like there's a a certain sense of 
powerlessness as well when you have somebody in distress and you can't spend an hour with them talking to them and you can't you know there's a it's a balance that we play here on the radio especially when you're a professional at the same time as you're a broadcaster so that that's probably been one of the the challenges too to uh to doing this kind of work what do you feel like you're doing now that you never thought would have happened something that you're talking about something that's maybe a tra- maybe it was a transition over the years or maybe something that all of a sudden you're realizing wow I never thought we'd be doing this you know I I, I don't really know because we've always we have always uh, addressed controversial topics as you know sex has always been somewhat of a taboo thing anyway but within within the realm of sexuality there are so many aspects of it that are either alternative or deviant or other things that we we have addressed uh you know which but we did that I think we did that more or less from the beginning of the show so I'm not sure if we've trans in that way but as you know 20 years I'm in my late fifties now, like I, my memory is not good. <laughs> That's part of the problem. Trying to remember all these things would love to hear from, uh, some of our passion community, uh, tonight as we celebrate our, our 21st anniversary of passion here. Passion with Dr. Lori Batito on CJAD 800. We're celebrating our 21st anniversary of Passion, 30th anniversary of just speaking about sex on the air, our 5,000th, 5,000th, how do you say that? 5,000th? Yeah, 5,000th episode uh, of Passion. Paris Mensuri is with us as well. She's our executive producer. She is uh, the fill-in host for me when I'm away. She's also been uh, part of the show for more than 17 years in fact, and if you have any uh, memories you want to share or, or let us know how, if you've gained anything along the way or if you've had a favorite uh, guest that you can think of, uh, would love to uh, would love to hear from you as well. I just have a few minutes left, Paris. I know you wanted you had a few things you wanted to talk about. Yeah, like we're ending the show, but can you tell us how it all started? Um, I know that you kind of went into explaining that you actually didn't, you're not a journalist, you didn't go to broadcasting school. So how how did it happen for you that you ended up on the radio? Okay, so it's it, everything, ha- it's funny how life happens. That's one thing I can tell you. And the, the message that I learned from the way my career has gone is always say yes to an opportunity, even one that scares the crap out of you. So it was when I was working at a sex clinic, basically the human sexuality clinic with my wonderful mentor, Dr. Pierre Salian and uh, Rick Moffat walked in one day from Mix 96 and he was hoping to do a show. There was already a show on, uh, on the mix, but it was about relationships and he wanted to go into the sexuality, make it a little more salacious, I guess. And, um, so came into our clinic and asked if anybody was willing to co-host the show with him. And I said, yes, as did a couple more of my colleagues. And, uh, we started doing that every, every week we would go on a rotation till my colleagues all got tired of it and I kept doing it. And so I kept doing it week after week. Uh, and then um, we changed hosts. We had Mark Rennie was a host, uh, the late Mark Rennie. He was a, a fabulous broadcaster who passed away, unfortunately, at a very young age. And then Cindy Sherwin uh, took over the co-hosting at one point. This is a long time ago. 
Um, we Lori Graham was our intern. Really? Uh, yeah, she started as an intern with us on the Love Line. Like a lot of uh, Mark, um, uh, Kat Spencer was uh, our call screener on on the show. Uh, so you know all these names from in in radio that have really uh, succeeded incredibly, and that was their start. Happened on the Love Line. It was really interesting. And so uh, Rick Moffat just ended up moving over to CJD eight hundred. Uh, as the program director, and one of the first things he wanted to do was bring a sex show to the airwaves. You know, nobody knew how it was going to fly because it was, it's, you know, more more of a conservative, older uh, audience compared to, say, what was on, on Mix 96. So, I don't know. I didn't think it was going to make it past the year, for sure, and a lot of people didn't. <laughs> I think it was like, oh, we're, like, really, like, pushing it here. Uh, we had huge, like, advertising, like, billboards on DeCarry that created a big stir. We had, uh, it, they said, uh, you know, honk if you're horny, listen to Passion with Dr. Laurie. Parents were calling in, how do I explain this to my children? I mean, it was really, it created quite a bit of a buzz. And, uh, but here we are still. So I think initially it was maybe a bit strange. And then, I don't know, I think we are far more open. We have a, a listenership that is far more open-minded than people gave them credit for, I think, and um, far better. Uh, I did it in Toronto as well for a while. And Toronto audience, or at least there, they a, a lot more conservative a lot more conservative and some of the topics that I was talking about they were like no this is too much for our Toronto audience like it isn't for Montreal like what you know so that was really interesting so that's how it all just started by that one thing and then Rick was like do you want to do a nightly show and I was like uh scary as hell but okay and I was sick for weeks before getting on the air Never having, you know, it's one thing to co-host, it's another thing to push the buttons yourself. But, um, yes, and I remember it was difficult at first. Again, I don't know what you learn in broadcasting school, but I was thrown into the lion's den, and it was like, how do I talk to myself? I had to figure out how to do that. I used to take a poster of uh, Brad Pitt and put it on the chair in front of me and talk to him. Like that was, you know, it was You don't learn that in broadcasting I don't know know how you learn it, but it's... um, it's not so evident, you know, when you, when like now, of course, it's like I'm talking to each individual person. Like I can feel like I feel the audience with me. I feel the people I'm talking to. I've met so many of them too over the years. So it's not like, so I feel like I, I kind of know my, I know the people. Um, but that was, uh, that was quite interesting and, and challenging. And, and the rest is history. Like from there, from there opened other doors into television and just in, in media in general. So one door opened multiple doors after that. So, and that's, um, that's how it began out of one saying yes to, to Rick Moffat. You know, it's like, yes, I'll do it as a, as a 26 year old, you know, newly graduated person. It was like, I took risks, more risks probably back then, but, uh, it was a risk and it, it was the best thing I ever did because I, I love it. I, I just, uh, it has been what has defined me up until now. What is it like working every single night for 
21 years in a row. I mean, obviously you take vacations, but, you know, all the birthday parties and evening dinners and, and Friday night events that, oh. that you probably have missed out on. At what, at what point does it become normal? What a good, you're absolutely right that I have had to adjust uh, my life. So, of course, way back when I started, I had little kids, uh, a newborn even. And, uh, you know, so it was a different time. And it was, uh, thankfully, my husband took on a lot of the morning routine so I could wake up a little later so I could get my sleep because I worked every night. Um, of course, it stopped, It meant I couldn't, I didn't drink anymore. Like I didn't even one. like I'm a lightweight. So I had to stop doing that even if I went to a dinner because then I couldn't like formulate sentences. So that stopped. Uh, not that I ever drank really, but um, there's that. And, and you just adjust. You, you just adjust. I think the hardest thing was that my husband and I ended up being almost two ships in the night until the weekends where we really rarely saw each other or for very brief moments. So COVID has been really good to us for that <laughs> because he being home and, and both of us being home, I've had, you know, wonderful times to spend with him that I didn't have uh, prior to this. So That's so great. I think yeah. a lot of people don't realize that your show is live. You are live every night other than when you're on vacation. It's not a pre-tape. It's not like you record early in the morning and then right. have the rest And of I work day. all day. Like I yes. see patients all day long. So there is uh, certainly part of that too. So I think yeah. I speak for everyone when I say not only thank you for 21 years, but thank you for <laughs> your service to everyone and creating a safe space for people to feel comfortable listening, knowing that they're welcome, they're included, they're normal, and whatever their kinks and quirks are, whatever their yums are, that they will not be yucked and they will be accepted. That's a well uh, well put, Paris. Uh, no need to yuck someone else's yum, right? Those we get, one of my favorite Yeah, I know. We here. get to talk about all the yums. Uh, thank you, Paris, for being part of the show and being part of my life and being part of the passion community. We love you. Thank you for including me and allowing me to stay after all these years. It's a privilege. <laughs> thank you. And thanks to all of you. I truly mean it in, in gratitude to all of you who have kept me here for 21 years. It's only thanks to you and I, my services to you. So if there's anything I can do better and things I can do to help, then please, please reach out to me, Lori at drlori.com. I would love to uh, to hear from you. I want to thank, too, our production team. We have incredible producers. Uh, Dave Simon, one of them who's been with us for a long time, Brian Kalisar, who was a, is an amazing producer as well. So we have a, an incredible team of technical producers. And... Um, and thank you to all of you. So if you want to get in touch with me, drlaurie.com. You can also listen to uh, the podcast. All the podcasts are available to you on that website, but you can also find the best of the show on the CJD page on the iHeart app as well or our cjd.com show page. Coming up next here on CJD, we bring you the CTV National News. Have a great rest of the evening and remember to live your life with passion. 